tell this asshole if he wants to learn how to make my product, he's got to do it my way. The right way. I speak English. So you understand what asshole means. Now go get me my phenylacetic acid. Asshole. How long is it going to take you to get him what he needs? I don't know. I have no idea. Several hours at least. I can wait. Gives us time to talk about the state of this lab. Don't you have standards? I mean, this place is disgusting. Alright, we're gonna scour every vat, every tank, every cooked surface. And then we're gonna clean up every possible source of contamination. And only then, we cook. Comprende? Welcome to Breaking Good, the officially unofficial podcast for AMC's Breaking Bad. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And tonight we're going to be covering Season 4, Episode 10, called Salude. Before we get to that, we have some news. Uh, Aaron, you got some news over there? Uh, just wanted to talk about the Emmys a little bit last night. Got some internet outrage and a couple of emails in our box demanding to know why Breaking Bad got snubbed. And mm-hmm. as we talked about, I think pre-season even, uh, Breaking Bad wasn't eligible this year because they'd been off the air for a for a full year yeah so i'm sure next year they'll be coming roaring back yeah next year we're gonna win like eight emmys <laughs> we I swear. are we not we we'll get it we'll get a, I feel a podcast like a part of the show yeah we'll get a podcasting emmy sure yeah oh yeah that's a category next year it's like an empty beer bottle i think <laughs> um okay that's cool that's cool to know um a quick update on one of aaron's predictions mm-hmm. i hate to be uh breaking bad news here but you said that it would probably be, um, who was it? Oh, you said that Walt was going to kill the head of the Mexican cartel. And as we know, that did not happen. Yeah, I'm off so, that. You're down a point. You're down a point, which means I'm still I didn't see the just frac- one behind you. I didn't see the fracture in the Jesse-Walt alliance happening in this season. Yeah, neither did I. So that's why I thought Walt would have to be the one to get into Gus's good graces. And... It's, it's that Villigan, man. He's tricky. He is. Okay, uh, let's get right into the recap then. All right. This week we open with the guys getting ready to fly to Mexico to meet with the cartel. Uh, and it looks like they're on this private chartered plane that doesn't even fly out of an airfield. It's just a, a literal field in the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. It's pretty prominent, uh, Gus holding that big black box with a blue ribbon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Chekhov's ribbon. Right. I knew... (laughs) Chekhov's tequila. Did you have a feeling that would be significant? Yeah, it has to be. It's too obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also liked how Gus was giving Jesse some support in the plane. Right. It was was interesting, especially given some of the stuff I'm going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting. But he says, you can do this. And he's patting him on the leg or the hand or whatever. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> another leg, another hey. leg pat. Actually, I did see a theory that uh, Gus and Gus was after Jesse. Get out. Like in a sexual way. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's what I saw. Predatory gay. <laughs> it's an ugly stereotype. Yep. So uh, next scene is Skylar. Uh, she calls Walt, but she gets no answer. Uh, can I call bullshit that someone in the year 2011, or I guess this show takes place in 2008, uh, mm-hmm. still using a email or voicemail machine? Yeah, well, they're they're older, no, older couple. No, they're, sure, my they're, grandma does. No, her her voicemail, like everyone else, is short circuited in '97, and they yeah. found out for zero dollars a month they could add it to their existing line. Either but, that, or they shop on QVC and they just get like these offers right. thrown in their face. I don't know. I don't know what uh, I don't know what people did before. 
there was answering machines to convey this kind of, you know, have the, have the one-sided conversation that's kind of <laughs> exasperated. Uh-huh. Um, or to show how lonely or desperate a person is when they come back from like a week and there's zero messages or conversely yeah. how popular they are if they have a million messages. I don't know that you could. Yeah. I and, mean, how do you do that? And now mail. Mail? Snail mail. Yeah. Like they're, they come home, their box was just empty or yep. box was stuffed or full. box was stuffed full. Yeah. Maybe. My yeah. box is stuffed full every other day, but it's <laughs> like from cre- credit card companies love me. I never feel lonely. I can just read their offers. I'm so wanted. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, Walt's go-to move when he doesn't want to deal with something is pretty much to just disappear. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? just he check just, out. Yeah, he closes, shuts up shop and doesn't answer her phone, doesn't answer anything. They call that psychology disconnecting. Disconnecting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Drives the women crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but Walt Jr. is definitely not happy about his car, right? He, no one no one can be happy about a PT Cruiser. Yeah, I've said this in my recap, but I don't think there's anyone in the history of mankind that's ever been happy about receiving a Chrysler product. <laughs> and uh, I say this as someone whose favorite car that I personally owned of all time is a 3000 GT VR4, mm. which was a Diamond Star motor. That's where Mitsubishi and Dodge worked together to make the ultimate shitty product. <laughs> Uh, awesome okay. car, but the transmission, not so much. <laughs> Build quality, eh. All right. So, no, I don't think... I think uh, he was a little underwhelmed by getting the Cruiser. Especially... Yeah, definitely. If you're going to get a Dodge, I guess the Charger would be the one to get. Brand yeah, new. Yeah, that's the shame of it. Like, and you know he's thinking that. Man, I had this Charger. Right. In my hands. Right. I drove it around, and then... Bam, I'm stuck with you, a PT Cruiser. Because of you, Mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone noted in either Reddit or one of the recaps I read today that now Walt Jr. and and Walt himself both drive cars that are no longer manufactured anymore. Yeah. Um, wasn't that in Seppenwall's review, actually? It, maybe. I think that was his extra thoughts, did, yeah. Did you read uh, Melissa Mayer's? I didn't. No. Okay, then it had to be Seppenwall. Okay. So that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so next scene, Saul is meeting with Ted and talking to him about his great aunt, Burgett, who's died. From Dykirk, Luxembourg, eight years ago. Yeah, yep, yep. I liked how the story kept getting shittier and shittier. Yeah, like, as as if Ted wasn't buying it already, so he had to make it more crazy. Right. It's like, oh, you're not buying that? Let me page back for her. <laughs> oh, that's because she didn't have a will. You yeah, know. yeah. Herp, derp. You think Saul was making that up on the fly, or was that oh, actually written on the page? Yeah. I think, yeah. I th- I think he had a couple details, mm-hmm. but that file was probably BS. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I thought it was a little weird that they went with, like, 600000 like, almost exactly the amount of money he, he needed. He needed to bail him out. Yeah. On that the, should have tipped him off a little bit. But if you're Skyler, do you give him more money? And if you give him less, what's the point? Exactly. That That's a good point. Yeah. So it was, she had to get something that was kind of, like, right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, next scene, they're driving into the desert, and the guys are blindfolded. The cartel is taking them to the cookhouse. Uh, do you want to talk about Jesse's bruises here and the figure eight theme? Um, well, first I want to touch on your pet theory, the hands, the hands. Did you notice know. there okay. was a lot of, uh, you know, Jesse fidgeting with his hands in the scene and I did not know, you know, cause we had some listeners, we're going to get to the feedback where they sent in a lot of examples of that and Christ imagery. Mm-hmm. Can we agree that sometimes a shot of someone's hands fidgeting is just a shot of someone's hands fidgeting? Yeah, absolutely. Like it's just showing the person's nervous. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's like I think you have to see multiple people doing the same 
action before it's symbolic. And even then, it's probably just some editor, mm-hmm. you know, going with some visual theme. He has no intention of you yeah. reading anything into it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think all this stuff has meaning, but I think there are themes to certain episodes. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yes, to figure eight, uh, someone from Reddit uh, said that he saw a significant number eight theme. And if you look at the bruising pattern on Jesse's left cheek there, mm-hmm. um, it looks like a figure eight. Oh, it's it like certainly a, does. A, a yeah. snowman style figure eight. And then when you see the scene of the plane taking off into the horizon and the black SUV taking off in the clouds, there's also a perfect figure eight. It's very prominent, actually. The tail sign right before Jesse gets into the plane has a giant number eight. And Skylar's head also frames a number, the number eight on their their house. Mm-hmm. Now, I actually mentioned that I don't think it's a number eight theme so much as it's an infinity symbol. Oh, because not bad. you know, if you talk about Gilligan's theme of the student becoming the master mm-hmm. and the um, cycles of like the weak overthrowing the strong, and basically the drug trade itself is very uh, cyclical. Yeah. Um, there, you've got someone rise to power, the cops shut them down, or they get greedy and they get taken down, and someone else. It's not like the drugs just disappear. Yeah. Like if they busted sure. Gus and Walt and the cartel, it's mm-hmm. not like New Mexico would be drug free. Oh, absolutely not. For even a week. Yeah. You'd have your, your Tucos and your Crazy Eights and guys like that who'd be ready to step in and take their place. Exactly. So it's like this is just a cycle that's going on and on forever and ever. That's a pretty astute observation. I like that. Well, Maybe you're the smart one on the cast, after all. <laughs> no, I just I think the hive mind. I just you know took my spin on it. So. Uh, quick question for you: Did you get the um, the feedback that we had on Vince Gilligan's quote about the student becoming the master? Mm-mm. Did you include that in the show? No. Okay, well then let's talk about it right now. Okay. Uh, one of our listeners, I I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was, sent in an email um, saying that uh, Walt may not necessarily be the only one he's talking about there. Oh yes, I did get that email. Okay, are we going to wait to talk about that then? Might as well. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I thought it was... I thought at the beginning of this scene where um, he's talking, like like we played at the, the very beginning of the show, um, where Jesse's talking, I thought Gus was going to have to carry him through this scene. Right. I thought he was going to rely on Gus's powers of persuasion to get by and pass off the story. Mm-hmm. But I was really happy to see Jesse take charge, because it's the first time we've really seen him step up like that, Right. right? Where and where do you think he came up with this? Like he went from nervous, reluctant to get on the plane to uh, oh, so you know what asshole means asshole. Do you think <laughs> the guy's arrogance, you know, being in this kind mm-hmm. of like third world shithole chemistry lab where he's used to the super lab, do you mm-hmm. think that was what brought it out of him, or just the fact that Gus and Mike and because it looked like he he looked over to the cartel's secret agent super assassin and he kind of <laughs> yeah. like rolled his eyes and like oh, and, and jesse realized he was like quote unquote losing the crowd mm-hmm. he's like my ass is on the line i gotta do this maybe he was probably also spurred on by the support that he saw from gus mm. i think in the plane like he knows hey if if gus is going into this i better step up too you know right um and i i also thought it was interesting the looks on mike and gus's face in this scene mm-hmm. when they see jesse step up Oh, they were, they, they were they were Cheshirean. 
and, and their smiles. <laughs> yeah, they had pretty big smiles. <laughs> Actually, they had like Mona, more of Mona Lisa smile. Cheshire yeah, would be like big, true. you know. Well, for Mike and Gus, those were huge yes. smiles. Yes, Come for on. people that don't smile, yeah. a slight upturned upper lip. For people with their jaws wired shut. They're beaming. <laughs> really? Uh, so we come back from commercial, and uh, Junior shows up at Walt's house, and Walt is, uh, he's absolutely devastated, absolutely destroyed. Um, can we, we got a lot of feedback on these pills. Can we talk about those real quick? Sure. The pills that Walt is taking. Um, first of all, do you think those are really his prescription pain meds that are left over from his treatment, or do you think this is new medication that he's getting from the doctor for his current ailments. There's no way to tell. Um, there isn't. It's, he it's he whether, spins the story that, hey, this is left over. Right. It's it's whether you believe that he is, you know, got cancer again. Yeah. And I kind of yeah. do. But Me too. I don't think he's began, he's begun chemo. No, I don't think so either. It's, so why would he be taking pain meds? In fact, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but the feedback we got said... That a lot of people think that Walt Jr. stole his dad's pills. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, I can't remember which listener. I had that to discuss. We can discuss it now. I actually watched, I, I rewatched the episode and some mm-hmm. key scenes. I don't know that I the evidence supports that theory. Uh, Walt fell asleep with the pills prominently on the nightstand. He mm-hmm. woke up. That's the first thing he saw. Yeah. He got in his robe. He went to talk to Walt Jr., uh-huh. And then he walked Walt Jr. out to the garage and to his car, and he pulled off. I yeah. don't see where, unless... Well, we we certainly know that he at least touched the pill bottle. because yeah. Because he fixed the glasses, and he put the lid back on the pill bottle. Yeah. So we know that he was at least messing with it. But there were pills in the pill bottle. I, I mean, did the level of pills change? I, I maybe tried to caught, look. I couldn't see. Yeah, maybe he caught a, a few, but... Uh, Walt certainly didn't act like there's a bunch missing. And again, yeah. it's it wasn't like there was two bottles there. It was just one. So I'm not sure what people, if that's just like they're misremembering, because I know I've done it before. Uh, I think sure. that something happened, and then the next day I'm sure of it, and then I look at it and I'm like, oh, crap, it wasn't like that at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing that was funny in this scene is that Walt's lowest moments always feature him in his underwear. And him intoxicated. Right? Well, yeah, I've got a lot to say about that when we get to him calling Walt Jr. Jesse. Um, we're there, aren't we? We're there. It's okay. this scene. But, but yeah, his his underwear. Every time he's down and out, it's him and his underwear, man. Right. And Every time. The other thing is, I said last week in the cast that the Walt Jr. relationship is the last blood, you know, close relationship he had that he has not exploited. Yeah. And yeah. he crossed that line. And I got to say... You know, there's still a lot of season, a lot of show left. I think I am now officially rooting against Walt. I I am no longer rooting for him. Yeah. Well, I was there. Like, I think I was there about the third episode of this season. Now yeah. I'm, like, when he was so pushy with, with Mike and oblivious to the fact you can't just kill Gus and how ham-fisted he was with Jesse. Mm-hmm. Now I think I'm rooting against him because, to hmm. me... Uh, that what what he did there and what he does in the next scene is kind of beyond the pale. Like, what person uses this intensely personal experience uh-huh. to throw off to to hide your illegal activities from your son and to gain sympathy for him? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a rough scene. Yeah, and it's... I don't know what else he would do given the circumstances, but mm. it just it seems like that's it's just wrong. And the fact that you see how much Walt Jr. cares for his old man. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. for him to pay that kindness and that love back with more deception and falsehood, mm-hmm. you know, I just uh, I didn't didn't like it. And that's that is a running theme in this episode. I think is deception. I wrote about this in my um, instant review last night, but that pretty much everyone in this episode is lying mm. and, or trying to pull something over on someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, okay, so let's talk about the scene with Walt. Um, basically breaking down i mean he's he's a mess Mm -hmm. um he's crying he's confessing saying everything is his fault uh he's taking responsibility for his actions you know yeah i mean he's he's understanding hey this i got myself into this uh do you think he's just talking about um the current situation do you think he's just talking about jesse is he talking about both I don't know, man, because he took pain pills, plural, yeah, and then he chased it down with a few drinks. Mm-hmm. That can get you pretty fucked up. I bet so, yeah. And I almost wonder when he called Walt Jr. Jesse, was that a slip of the tongue, or was he actually hallucinating and thinking Walt Jr. was Jesse? Was he Who was he apologizing yeah. to in that scene? Yeah, see, I what I took away from that scene was that uh, he very much thought of jesse as a son i mean that that was really hammered home right when he calls walt jr jesse he he's essentially saying to his son he's calling his son by a different name it very much made me think that jesse was so his it was son. a freudian slip it wasn't that he actually got the two confused yeah i don't think he was seeing jesse like physically seeing jesse right. and talking to him right uh i think he was just a slip of the tongue like and, and this is the thing with walt um Every time he has these little slip-ups, mm-hmm. they come back to haunt him, A. Oh, and, yeah. We got some and, listener feedback on that. Yeah, and and I'm going to actually turn that into an official prediction here in a second. <sighs> but B, he's always intoxicated. When mm-hmm. he gets highly intoxicated, mm-hmm. like he did at the dinner scene with the right. wine, um, like he did with the tequila by the pool, right? he slips up. And these things always come back to haunt him. Uh, the second cell phone, when he was in the doctor's office... He slipped up. He was medicated. He slipped up. He told Skylar about it. Yep. Um, I think that Walt Jr. is actually, and this is my official prediction, I think Walt Jr. is going to leak to Hank like he did with the Charger that Walt called him Jesse. So you stole, And that's going to get Hank. Yeah. So you stole, you stole a listener prediction for your own. No. Have you no honor? No. I have this independent. <laughs> All right, don't believe me. It doesn't pass the <laughs> test, honestly. Uh, yeah, I came up with this theory while the episode was airing, so unless he emailed then. Right to your brain. I, you right got the I, I, I see you on the iPhone all the time watching the sh- you know, episode. Yeah, You're on your computer yeah. all the time. This is collusion. <laughs> all right. Official prediction, mark it down. Uh, under protest. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, what do you think about that? I actually think it's a very strong theory. You think so? I Yeah. Um, the only thing is... I can't really say much more until we get to the spoiler section. Okay. And I'm going to scroll down to the spoiler section too, so I don't forget. Because I say this a lot. I'm like listening to the podcast. Oh, I'm like, oh I meant to say something in the spoiler down. section, but then I forget to. So. <laughs> Good idea. Comments, uh, so uh, I'll go ahead and move on to the next scene where Jesse's cooking the meth, or he's cooked the meth, and they're now going to test it. And it turns out to be 96.2% pure. So he's Gale level quality. Yeah, yeah. Not quite uh, Waltian levels. No, no. Doesn't matter. It doesn't, apparently, because it's better than the meth that Chemist Boy was cooking. Right. Not to the cartel, it doesn't, anyway. No, certainly. 
Um, but this is where Jesse finds out that they're actually giving him away to the cartel. Yes. Uh, I don't know that he was so happy about that. Right. Um, <laughs> well, I don't think he knew that was even on the table. He did not. He I mean, most certainly didn't. Gus didn't mention that in a sales pitch. <laughs> not at all. Uh, did you note the sped up photography between the initial cook and the end cook? No. What was it? It was just like that... Uh, was him cooking? Like a quick montage? No, like they showed the outside scene of everything racing really fast and the sun setting. Like that one movie uh, that I can never pronounce. Oh, Koyanis Katsi. Yeah. We've plugged that movie so many times. Again, I think sometimes sped up photography is just sped up photography. It's They're up, showing yeah. the elapsing of time. But sure. I, they show, it's like all the time this season. Yeah. So, life out of control. Uh, so then we come back from commercial and Saul's meeting with Skylar at the car wash. Uh and apparently, <laughs> Ted is not paying back the money he owes to the IRS. Uh-huh. He's buying new cars. Um, he's reopening his business. So, like, three hours yeah. after he gets the money. He gets $618,000, and does he consult a lawyer? Nope. Nope. Does he do? No. He immediately calls and says, I want, did I get this right, $1,800 a month? That's insane. How expensive is that Mercedes? It's for eighteen. 18- Hundred a month, it's got to be one hundred twenty thousand. I did the lease. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not going to do the math right now. But it's a ridiculously again. Yeah. I, I for one think that that theory is bullshit. Like you know, what as theory? a theory that a sales guy or a oh, businessman oh, must yeah. have a fancy car to show that image of success. I think sure. it's true. Like if you pull up in a Geo Metro, <laughs> like sh- he would have been sure. Yeah. Um, but if you pull in like a Five-year-old BMW, mm-hmm. 500 series, sure. you know, no one's going to be like, oh, this guy's like, or if you pull up in a nice Honda, I mean, yeah, Honda Accord, yeah. whatever. Yeah, you don't need a $120,000 Mercedes. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, not at all. Um, but I thought that was uh, <laughs> that was pretty funny. And what do you think about Saul? Uh, apparently, he's something of a big deal in Albuquerque because even celebrities wash their cars. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Or he thinks he's somewhat of a I don't deal. know. I don't know if he actually, that was the thing or if he's actually making fun of Skylar a little bit. Her paranoia? Yeah. It's like, is this like, a good idea to do you know? Here? Do you know how many freaking lawyers' faces are on billboards in Indianapolis yeah. and real estate agents? Like, yeah. that is so far off people's radar. I think he was kind of making fun of her. Yeah, plus I think he thinks he's a minor celebrity as well. well. Didn't he try to say that he could talk someone thinking he was Kevin Costner at one in one episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I could almost buy. Uh, he's he's a better actor than Kevin Costner, I'll oh, tell you that much. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so next scene, uh, Junior stayed at Walt's house, we find out. Mm-hmm. Couch surfed. Yeah, and then Walt gives him the speech. Uh-huh. The speech about his father uh, dying of Huntington's disease when he was six. And uh, how all that affected Walt. Um, so do you think that this is Walt, this story is about Walt hiding his cancer relapse because of what he went through with his no, father? No, I actually think this is, some goes a little bit of a ways to make Walt a little bit more sympathetic if you have a horrific experience like this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why he wouldn't want to appear weak to his son, why he'd want to keep these things hidden, why, you know, I, I understand. But on the other hand, it seems like, he would he would want to do anything to keep from shaming the family mm-hmm. and taking a cushy job at the lab and letting his former partners help him out the medical expenses seems like that would be a good thing to do like i it seems like it but his his pride won't let him do that or at I, least at the time wouldn't let him do that right i know so that's why i'm saying it almost makes him sympathetic but not yeah. quite yeah 
Um, so then Walt or Junior actually just like crushes Walt by telling him that was the first time you've been real. That was the first time you've been honest. Is that right. breakdown you had last night? Right. Uh, because obviously Walt has not been around Junior at all. No. I mean, he's not attentive to him. Every once in a while, he cooks him breakfast uh, when he's trying to get back on Skyler's good side. Yeah, and that's the other thing is that he, Walt Jr.'s been on his side the whole time with the webpage and, you know, bitching out his mom about stuff. And And the the TV thing where they're interviewing him and he's like, yeah, he's the best guy in the world. Right. He's my hero. Right. And Walt's not really repaid that. Now, um, I think Walt deserved every bit of it he got. Yeah, I agree. And I also think that I didn't think he had a that big of a reaction to that statement. Yeah, it's it almost like it's almost like he was more annoyed that like oh great another loose end they got to tie up. <laughs> uh-huh. Like I don't under I, I I saw several people reviewing this saying that it looked like he was really pained or but I I didn't buy it. I, it looked like more of like annoyance or like oh, one more thing. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't get a very strong reaction from him at all. What do you think about the eyes again? You know. We had uh, Melissa Mayers is big on this, and she's like, you know, uh, Walt had his uh, eyeglasses broken mm-hmm. and cracked, and Junior fixed it. Mm-hmm. And that allowed, when Junior doing that shows that he saw his old man in a new light or a more accurate light, a more focused, hmm. clear. He saw his old man clear, is what I was trying to say. Or maybe he just got hopped up on pain pills, <laughs> decided <laughs> I need to fix something. Crushed and snorted those things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Uh, if we saw Walt's bathroom had been like spick and span, we'd know for sure. <laughs> or a hole in the front yard. Now, I would say that at this point, Walt Jr. is probably not on drugs. The people that are like Walt Jr.'s on drugs campaign, he mm-hmm. seems way too clean cut and healthy. Although he is sleeping until noon. I don't know. See, <laughs> it's interesting about the stealing the pills theory because we have seen him do even illegal things to uh-huh. get like booze and right. we've seen how quickly he took to that tequila when his dad offered it at the pool party yeah i thought I mean, that he was trying to show off for his dad and his uncle though ah that's probably true yeah um <laughs> before we move on i did i did think it was hilarious that walt jr turned down driving a new car for for breakfast <laughs> is there yeah. anything yeah you need more proof right is there anything <laughs> he would not turn down for breakfast <laughs> like a naked woman in his bed uh, breakfast. Yeah, breakfast. pancakes. Pancakes, right? Yeah. A million dollars. Pancakes. Right. Because he could get a million dollars later. After breakfast, <laughs> he can still collect. But those time. pancakes will get cold. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. hungry. So yeah. And the cash is already cold. Right. Cold, hard cash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next scene, um, Skyler goes to visit Ted at uh, Benneke Fabricators. And oh, wait. she's... What about Tuvok pulling, squealing up and saying, is there somewhere you should be? Is Walt late to a cook? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, all right. Um, I couldn't tell if the, the clock said 612. Was it a.m. or p.m.? Got to be p.m. I would think so, yeah, because Walt Jr. is not going to roll around at 612 in the morning. He's sleeping till noon. It actually, might, that might be the day of his birthday. And then the next, then, so... No, that was the day after his birthday. Oh, was it? Yeah, because he said you missed my party. Okay, okay. Um, so that must have been the day, because... That's the day that he slept in real late, and Sky was like, I thought you were going to sleep yeah, through it or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, so he got there sometime earlier in the day, and then Walt went to sleep, and he woke up, and it was 6 in the afternoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got your timeline. Um, I think, by the way, Tuvok, yeah. mega dick. 
I hate this guy. <laughs> yeah, I hate this I guy like in a way either. I didn't hate Victor or any other ancillary mm-hmm. characters. Like, I really want Walt to kill this guy by his own hand. <laughs> Maybe garrote him. Right. Like, I think I, I hate him more in his capacity than I hated, like, Don... Uh, the Eladio? Do- Eladio in Gus's capacity. Really? Yeah. Like I'm when 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 Walt kills Tuvok <laughs> and his smug face, it's going to feel better than when Gus killed. The Eladio. guy hasn't even said anything. How can you hate him so much? The, I, I I hate I hate his Vulcan face, man. He's too un, unemotional and logical yeah. and I, silent. You could have said the Gus said that about Gus. Like it's just the three way episodes ago. I kind of suspect the guy's a shitty actor. Mm. And they just like, like stand here and look at him. Yeah, like like you know the, the '80s villains and like a Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, <laughs> how they would appear to be smugly superior, but they just come mm-hmm. off like freaking morons. Yeah, uh, like they stared in the mirror at themselves for thirty minutes practicing their smug look. <laughs> I, I just think this guy—I don't know. Something something rubs wow. me wrong about him. All right, let's go ahead and bring in our special guest for the episode, <laughs> 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 Lieutenant Commander Tuvok. Um, Anyway, I probably so, got his rank wrong, dude. I don't want to know about it, nerds. Yeah, I don't want to know about yeah, it. Don't, don't, don't email. Don't, us. don't, don't bring Voyager up to me, okay? <laughs> so, so there's really not going to be a better deal for Ted than what he got, right? Uh, he got the exact amount of money he needed to get out of the situation, and his dumb ass goes and spends it on a car. Well, there's the Rainbow Fantasy deal where he saves the company and gets everybody employed, and knocks up another secretary in a month. No, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just he's telling got, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, he's got a month to get the company off the ground if his plan is going to work. Well, see, he's. I think the thing is, if he gets with a lawyer and mm-hmm. makes a counteroffer, there's lots of things you can do with the IRS. But the fact that he's putting this plan in motion before even talking to them, yeah, and you can't just make like a freaking partial payment. No. So no, you can probably set up a payment plan, but you have to talk to him. To right. Do that. The fact that he's just going ahead with this without even thinking, any, or he has the car, and that's the first thing he did. Yeah. Right. Before he even start calling clients and said, hey, have you uh, lost your uh-huh. business card yet? He is an idiot. And didn't they say sometime in season two or three that ever since his old man died that he's basically run the business into the ground? Yeah, they did, I think. And I don't know if that's because he's a spendthrift or he's too generous or he's mm-hmm. – I don't know what. But obviously he's no businessman. And yeah. again, if you've got a business that you've ran into the ground and not been able to pay the bills – while not paying taxes, mm-hmm. that is a bad business. That's a terrible, yeah. Yeah. He's got a million dollars in back taxes or whatever it was. That's a million-dollar advantage you had over your competition who are <laughs> paying your taxes, yeah. and you're still shuttering the company. Exactly. Fold the tent, my friend. Yep. Um, so this is like the worst possible outcome for Skylar, right? Because not only is she giving away Walt's money. Yeah. Uh, and I guarantee he's finding out about that. Oh, yeah. I guarantee it. Probably next uh, but, episode entitled Crawl Space. Probably. Uh, but it didn't even solve the problem that she was trying to fix. No. That's it, the worst part. Well, don't – see, isn't that like a classic season one Walt move? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Where he tries to dissolve a body in acid and it's so clever and it ends up uh-huh. eating the hole through because his partner's an idiot and he didn't anticipate that. Yep. Like – Skyler thinks Ted is as rational and smart and fearful of the law as she is, uh-huh. and he's not because he's not being under investigation for a meth manufacturer husband. Nope, nope. He's just got his eyes on the prize, and you know, I, I just thought it was classic season one Walt uh, done through Skyler. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this was way worse than we possibly could imagine because what are the odds that Skyler confessing that's her? Six hundred thousand uh, dollars. Who 
just last season she begged a job from Ted because they weren't mm-hmm. able to make ends meet. What are the odds that that's going to come back and bite her ass? Very high. Like very. Do you think that he's just going to use her for an ATM machine now? Possibly or uh, man, I don't know what the repercussions are. Do you want to try to make an official prediction here? Yeah. No, because no. I'm not. I'm not confident at all. <laughs> you only go with the ones you're confident on. What? <laughs> no wonder you've got two predictions on the board. <laughs> no. Um, the, the other thing that I noticed here was it goes back to uh, last episode when they were standing outside the IRS office and Ted said that uh, he couldn't settle or whatever, meaning right. like I couldn't settle for anyone but Skyler. He also says um, here in this scene that when referring to like the end of their relationship, that that was a decision you made, by the way, which uh, is true, which is true. But it seemed very much like he was saying, Hey, I'm still not over you. I'm still like, want to get back together eventually. Yeah. Like you're the girlfriend that won't quit calling me on the cell phone talking about your new, you know, your new boyfriend. <laughs> either, either that, or he's not over her. He wants to get back together. Maybe that's like a hint. Saying, oh, hey. okay. Yeah, I thought that's it was how just, I took it anyway. I thought it was just him laying some cold smack on her. Maybe, maybe. like they look, this is my, and that was so funny. This is my money. Y- yeah. And you didn't yeah. want any part uh, of me. So I w- did. So did Skylar do that? Like to set the record straight? Like I gave you this money. This isn't your money. Like, did that just anger her? And that's why she spilled the beans on it. I think she's desperate. Yeah. Because she does not want the IRS coming down on her. No, and then it's like, if what if they start probing into this new cash influx? Influx. Uh huh. That didn't come from nowhere. Yeah. So yeah. like now she's she's doubled down and put herself in double jeopardy. Yeah, it's a problem. I, it's, it's flabbergasting. I, I can't was going see Gus doing that. <laughs> just like the plan doesn't go like he thought it would, so he just spills the beans on. Hey, I gave you the money. I don't know the rice and beans. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, the Gus is kind of his own little brand of reckless in this episode, but it worked That's out true. for him. That's so true. he has the writers on his side. Uh, and clearly, spe- the writers are working against <laughs> Skyler. Uh, and speaking of that, let's go into the next scene the the last scene, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, the guys are out at Don Eladio's and they're partying it up, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, so a couple of key things here is Jesse's freaking out and Mike says, kid, I promise you this, either we're all going home or none of us are going Mm -hmm. home. Um, do you think he, he, he knew obviously Gus's plan then. And that takes on a little more ominous thing. Like we're either all going to get out of this or we're all going to be dead. Yeah, sure. And, and he doesn't offer any explanation of what that means to Jesse. Right. Right. Jesse's just left to sit there and wonder what is going to happen. Right. Uh, what did you think when Don Eladio just kept on laying it on thicker? You finally came to your senses. Every 20 years, I got to spank you uh, when you get out of line. And, like, this guy. Um, this I, guy kills me. I kind of thought that for a minute that Gus was getting broken. Because I was still on the hmm. listener's theory that Jesse, the next episode, was going to work to ricin. Uh, He's going to bring yeah, that yeah. up. Um, so I was kind of blown away by it. looked to me like... When Gus was sitting at the end of that pool chair and the rocking ass walked past him and he was just despondent, I'm like, man, oh. this is a broken man. He's been beaten, totally defeated. <laughs> really? That's what I thought, yeah. Uh, yeah well, what were you thinking? Oh, I this was, is. I was well, looking Gus at. Gus has got him right where he wants him. I was looking at the ass, to be honest. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, now, we, we, can we go to the very beginning of the scene real quick? Yeah, go for it. Because Gus is looking. Standing there looking into the pool, he's obviously in the exact same spot that Max died in. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very cool, just like, uh, I don't know, tribute to Max there. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, bringing him back. But then at the end of this scene, 
Donaladio goes face first, eyes open into the pool mm-hmm. in the exact same spot. Uh, we get the underwater camera shot. And that, to me, was very much like when Gus finally killed the guy, he was saying, look at look at him. Like, this is where Max died. The guy falls in face first, eyes open. But Gus didn't cause that to happen. Oh, sure he did. No, he didn't. I mean, he didn't throw him in that way, right. but he killed the dude. Right, by the pool. But I think yeah. that also happenstance. Sure. It'd be fu- I, I kind of was surprised Gus didn't grab him and be like, look at me, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right. I would have expected that. He's going to do at, that with... Uh, or, or turn him around and look at all of his capos and, like, look how your empire lays in ruin or something yeah. like that. Yeah, well, that's true. He's got that moment coming with Theo. Yeah, yeah. That's who he really wants because he's the guy who actually killed him. You think it matters? I mean, Don Eladio is the guy that made, you know... That made like, it happen, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. He probably does. Uh, so the pills that he takes. Um, what do you think? This consensus on the internet, and I tend to agree, was that they're charcoal pills. Oh, so then what they do is they absorb toxin and then mm-hmm. Gus threw them up and that removed the toxin, which that's why yeah. he wasn't overly concerned how long, uh-huh. you know, um, he, th- those were absorbing it instead of his body. Right. Right. Now, again, that only goes so far, obviously, because uh, yeah. he's still getting a little bit of blowback from that. Just not as strong as the others. Absolutely. And why didn't he take all three? He's got three in there. He took two. I mean, you can't choke a charcoal pill down. He didn't have anything to drink, did he? Did he <laughs> no. just he just oh, manned those charcoal pills? Those down. were horse pills too. Did you see oh, them? Yeah. They're big. Muscling down a charcoal pill. That's yeah. like swallowing a charcoal briquette. <laughs> That's why. Which he didn't I take also all believe three. he's done. I think it'd be funny if you just start chugging a pool, but of course, you know, who, who knows how many people peed in it? Yeah. That yeah. was also funny when Don Eladio says, "Show him the bathroom." I thought the fat dude is just going to spit him around in front of the pool. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and it brings a whole new level of uh, Eladio falling face first, eyes open into the piss pool. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Ooh, doing into gross. <laughs> um. So uh, that's Zafiro Anyejo, uh, the poison tequila. Uh, is that the really? Is that what? That's yeah, it's how you pronounce it. Zafiro. I I assume it's Zafiro. Somewhere there's a listener clicking off their podcast. And Probably discuss. unsubscribe. <laughs> they pronounce Spanish words improperly. Uh, Which is weird because you're Spanish. <laughs> I am totally Spanish. <laughs> well, what do you want, huh? <laughs> uh, anyway, so this is this is not actually a real liquor. Apparently, um, no, what? Villigan, yeah, it's not real. Uh, the the bottle, the the whatever is not real. Uh, Villigan tried to get sponsors. They tried to get some sort of product placement there. But nobody would go for it because everybody was keeling over after drinking it. Oh. <laughs> uh, so they ended up going with this this fictional liquor, uh, which actually reminds me there's... They're like a, the John Deere tracker that mowed over someone's foot in Mad Men. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they got John Deere to do that. Right. Uh, but this liquor reminded me of uh, when I worked in a liquor store, we had this bottle of... Uh, Hardy Perfection series cognac, mm. and that you saw the like flowery kind of flame top mm-hmm. on that bottle. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what the Perfection series has. It has like Air Earth, basically Captain Planet. Uh, <laughs> our powers are, of our powers combined. You are drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you are on exactly, the floor. Exactly, but it's got that same like theme to it. It's got a flame on the top or, uh-huh. or water on the top, and. Uh, so I associate that with very, very high end, like multiple thousand dollar bottles. Uh, did you catch that the meaning of that, uh, fictional liquor is blue, like a blue gemstone, a blue crystal gemstone? 
What do you What do you mean the meaning of it? That Zafiro Anio, whatever, according to mm-hmm. Melissa Mayers, that literally means like blue stone. It's named after a very expensive gemstone, but it's blue. It's crystal. It's blue crystal. Blue sky crystal. Is that he true? killed him with the product? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because Añejo is a type of tequila. It's the silver stuff. Uh, okay. uh, so if you're buying silver tequila, you're buying Añejo. Well, then it's the Zafiro part. I don't know. Okay. I'm just saying if Melissa Mayer's lied to me, then she I'm, I'm never going to link to her in a news article again. <laughs> nah, she probably knows what she's talking about. Uh, the other cool thing here was the irony of saluting right before you to take a drink. To your health. Death. Right before you take a drink of the poison. And we talked about this last night right before we broke and wrote, uh, went to our corners and wrote our uh, review. You said that this was the rare, like triple red herring or the triple fake out yeah because it's like there's this black bottle of death and nope nope gus is drinking it and everybody's fine and then you know oh the the gus is throwing up well it must be poison Mm -hmm. and yeah it's like start keeling over right right and then oh well gus is okay and then nope no he's not yeah he's actually sick and dying right (laughs) so that was cool uh and speaking of gus dying gus poisoned is still a badass yeah, like he he sucks it up. He doesn't show any pain in front of Donald Audio when he's delivering his final speech to the floozies in the house. He's like, pack up your shit, take what you want, and go. Right. And he's just sucking it up. He's there dying, but he's sucking it up. Right. Um, it wasn't just the floozies, I think, because obviously the household's probably got a lot of. You uh, know, yeah. Obviously, there's at least one guy packing heat that was going to avenge his Don. Sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. <laughs> um. So I thought it was. Uh, should we go ahead and talk about the very, very controversial part of this final scene? Sure. Might as well. Um, at the very end of this, when they're going out to find a car, and that guy you were talking about, this, the single bodyguard who's left over, mm-hmm. uh, shoots Mike. It looked, and a lot of people wrote in to say this, it looked like Mike was about to put a bullet in Jesse's head. I saw it, and to me, it looked like he was trying to draw and and he he's lifting his gun hand up just high enough to clear the door sill to spin to a face to threat mm-hmm. that he saw out of the corner of his eye but and then got shot and yes i think he did see a threat out of the corner of his eye but it didn't look like he saw the threat until the gun was already on its way up like uh, it looked to me like he because he was looking straight ahead he, his gun started to come up and then he his head turns to the left, and he sees something, and he does a double take. It's like he notices something and then turns. It just seemed like his the way his arm was bent, it didn't look like it was actually going to point at Jesse. And this is some real Zapruder stuff. you got to back yeah. him to the left. That's <laughs> just my interpretation. The other thing is, why would he kill Jesse at this point? There's no good yeah. reason. And if he did, like, it doesn't look like – I don't think Mike is mortally wounded – if he's going to kill Jesse, then why didn't he just kill Jesse after he emptied his gun? Because uh, he needed someone to get them out of there. Why? Like I said, Mike, Mike Gus I think, is poisoned and Mike is shot. Yeah, I think he could drive. He looked uh, like he wasn't in bad enough shape he couldn't this ain't drive. the movies, man. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> get shot in the gut, you're not driving anywhere. I'm just saying, what motivation could Mike have, especially when to he promised Jesse. we either all get out or, or we we none of us get out? Mm-hmm. Um, and we've never seen Mike like break a promise like that before. But this episode is all about deception, and I think he's going to take Gus's orders. If Gus says kill Jesse, he's going to do it. I just don't see it. Why would they look so pleased with him? I and again, sure. I don't see. 
um, maybe it was the if I go meta, mm-hmm. um, maybe it was the actor knowing I have to swing my gun around uh-huh, sure. and my, this freaking car door the way it's open is going to block so he was trying to get the in position so he could then do the reaction shot possibly i mean i don't know but it did, to me it did not look like he was aiming the gun at jesse and for yeah. what it's worth my dad who does not watch the show has no idea i he was down there uh when i was going over this so what do you think <laughs> you don't uh-huh. know anything about this is this old man trying to shoot this young punk and dad's like i don't see it i think he's trying to shoot this other guy off camera hmm. Okay. So there's so an impartial observer. Yeah, I I think there's room for debate on either side. But Oh sure. Yeah. Which as is why as with everything, right? Uh-huh. As with everything on this show. Um, I would just like to hear the motivation. Because I hear a lot of yeah. well, it was like he's do you, um, but I don't hear anybody giving a plausible explanation of why they would do that. Okay. Yeah. Um so that's it for the episode. That's all I've got. I got to say that I enjoyed Mike garroting that smug mm, yeah. cartel member almost more than Don Eladio dying. Yeah. Yeah. I, that felt like, especially cause Mike, cause that's been his professional foil. Like mm-hmm. the Don Eladio is between Gus and him, but it was personal with this guy. <laughs> yeah. Like you and killed my dude. You, you took off a piece of my ear. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to choke you out. You little fuck, you know, <laughs> Yep, absolutely. So, final thoughts. Uh, should we play the name game? Yes. Of course, we've got the obvious salute where Don Eladio says salute and drinks mm-hmm. to his health, uh, which kills him. What other salutes? I don't know that I picked up on any others. Uh, the only thing I can think of, like, to your health, was mm-hmm. that if if that medicine was a hint to Walt's mm-hmm. cancer coming back. Yeah, you didn't make that official prediction, did you? No, I, I know did you not. talked about that. Okay. No, I did not. Um so it's like I, I that's the only other hidden meaning, but it's only gonna be, I guess, clear in hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. This is the type of foreshadowing that it's hard to pick up on because there aren't any solid pieces of evidence. But even the one salute it was, you know, a dual meaning because it was just mm-hmm. like a toast but also, oh, yeah. it was going to kill Don, the Don, so uh-huh. it's right to your health. <laughs> Absolutely. Like when we're playing Magic together and we say, two to your face, tequila to your health, you know? <laughs> All right. Uh, so, I don't know about the third. I don't think there is one. Oh! You're slipping, Villigan. Yeah, come on. Give us, give us a third metaphysical, metaphorical bone. Yeah. Uh, so the three-bone cast. We only got two. We're bone hungry. <laughs> so, should we go ahead and do feedback then? <laughs> yes. All right. Um, got a lot of it this week. Yeah, um, tons of it. I had to butcher some emails to get them to fit. We'll see how I do. Uh, Kenan L says, um, on the, geez, sorry about that. On the subject of Gus being gay, he said, I think it does matter. Imagine if Gus's business partner wasn't some dude, but was his wife. Would everyone say it doesn't matter that it was his wife, that Gus partner would be his quote unquote partner matters in the same way. Saying it doesn't almost downplays the level of gay relationships. That's uh, true. No, I responded to this one, and um, I don't think that is true. I think it's the relationship that these two characters have um, emotionally, not the gender of those characters that matters. Right, but I'm just, I'm, I call a little if bit... If it were his wife, it'd be exactly the same. Yeah, no. It, if it was his... Okay, yes. If it's his wife or his gay lover, that's mm-hmm. why it matters. If it's just his business partner or even a childhood friend, it's not as big a deal as it's if you're lover. Yes, but I'm saying the fact that he's gay. That's like saying if it was his literal son, it wouldn't matter. I, yes, no, it would. I, but, but it's the relationship, not the fact that he's gay. 
No, right? right. So that's what I'm saying. That's it what, doesn't but, matter that he's gay, but the connection between those two characters is what matters. Yes, but if he is gay and Max is too, their relationship is by nature deeper, and then it does matter. I get what you're saying. It's degrees. But, it's like, you know, it mm-hmm. doesn't, like, turn it on its head, but I'm with this guy. Like, if, if that was Gus's wife that he murdered, mm-hmm. um, everyone would be saying, oh, yeah, you know. Here's my thing. If Skyler were a man, would... Walt's character change at all other than him being gay would it have any implications for what no no what you need to say you're 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 getting too caught up in the male female if Skyler was not his wife was just uh, a business partner Mm -hmm. who was female and got killed by Gus for example but we already know that that's not true right all right I think (laughs) I don't know how to continue this conversation we know that Gus and Max (laughs) have more going on because he said as much well, we don't know that they're lovers, though. We know that they're business partners and they're intimates in the fact that they call mm-hmm. themselves brothers and one rescued the other from, you mm-hmm. know. But still, if they were lovers, it's that much more intense and intimate. I guess. I guess. It doesn't have anything don't... to do with him being a man or woman, gay or not. Yeah. But I think this guy's got a point that if you say it doesn't matter, it's almost like, well, you know, gay love isn't as good as straight love anyway. So what does it matter if he's gay? No, it's just it's saying just, it's the same thing. It's just a domestic partnership. It's not a marriage. Uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever, man. I don't buy it. All right. Ken and L, uh, I can't. Jim's insensitive dick. I don't know what to say. Uh, Tom from West Virginia. I uh, heard your listeners' feedback theories on Aaron Paul being silhouetted as Heisenberg, an intro of uh, Negro E. Azul. If I remember correctly, Villigan said in the official podcast for the episode that it was an extra of some sort. Definitely not Aaron Paul. Um, also, I clicked on the spoiler link in your 915 news. Gotta say, it looks like my prediction will come true. Wrong! So close, <laughs> but so very far away. Half um, point at best. Yeah. So, th- this... This... I, I looked back at our prediction list. Mm-hmm. And last week I was prepared to give it to you. If anybody killed Walt... Um, or killed a Heisenberg mm-hmm. character, mm-hmm. whether that was played by Jesse mm-hmm. or played by Walt. Mm-hmm. But you actually said that it would be Jesse that killed Heisenberg, killed Walt. So I can't give that to you. If Jesse is the one who dies face down, that oh. cannot be yeah. the, the coming true of your prediction. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. I did predict it was, it was Jesse who was the one that's killer. So I'm going to have to take that back. I can't let you have it if it's... These predictions are... Anyway, it's got to be Jesse. I actually secretly don't care about the predictions anymore. I really? thought I would, but Shame I'm, on you. I'm way too more into the series than the predictions. Shame on you. Yeah. Especially, plus, I'm, I'm floating a comfortable, like, negative two, the negative five lead at this point. No, it's negative three, negative two. I uh, see. Yeah. I'm, 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 We're both way down in the dumps. I'm plus but... one on you. So it's like, maybe yeah. if I was behind, I would care more. But I, it's like, it feels like an insurmountable lead. <laughs> one? Yeah. One feels like insurmountable Like when lead. the Colts fell behind by two points this weekend, I'm like, there's no way we're ever going to win. That's how I feel about you. You're so far behind me at negative three. I am the only one who's actually hit a prediction. <laughs> so we'll just say that. All right. Brian K-Dub says a comment about uh, episode 409. Uh, bug. Was it strange that Ted parked in a visitor parking at his own company? Mistake or just worked because of the shot? Point of fact, that actually was the IRS center. Yeah parking lot so he would be correct to pull into the visitor lot mm-hmm. um when i first saw the scene i actually thought it was um but then when skylar came in and said oh here's what you know do you have that here uh it clearly implies that they were at an irs building yeah definitely. So that explains that 
Uh, Austin M. said, as far as Bug went, I did find it cool that it started out with Eye of the Tiger and ended with the fight. I can't yeah. believe I forgot the min- – we did the Rocky thing and we forgot to talk about that aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't even pick up on that, honestly. Really? But, yeah, when he pointed it out, I was like, wow, of course. Well, even go further, if you think about the Rocky that had the Eye of the Tiger in it, which was the Clubber Lang one, mm, yeah. um, where Apollo Creed and him work together and train, at the end, they actually fight each other, the two allies. Uh, yeah. But it's like a play fight. Uh-huh. And this one, the symmetry stays, except for it's an earnest fight, not to the death, but yeah. to the pain. <laughs> sure. Um, he says, uh, I think once Walt Jr. gets a car, Hank will ask him to drive him somewhere so he can investigate, and Hank will be killed in front of Walt Jr. Oh, brutal. Uh, don't think that's going to happen because of different spoilers I've seen. Uh, I truly believe Walt's cancer is coming back hard. He will ultimately sacrifice his life to save his loved ones, which is very Christ-like. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, that's the thing is like Walt's going to do some heavy lifting to do some redemption. Yeah. It's really hard to see how he's going to redeem himself. Right. Cause like, he's paling himself on the losing. cross would be step one. Yeah. <laughs> step, step two probably won't be done. After he, after he dies, he has to heal at least three people. Uh huh. I mean, he has to go through the he's whole, bring himself back he's got to become a saint. Day. I want to see Pope Palpatine the first. <laughs> canonize walt before i'll start rooting for him again hmm, right. uh, andrew l how can you even oh this is a good one how can you even entertain let alone endorse such a ridiculous theory as the one suggested by a listener on your podcast for episode nine bug this moronic theory stated that when gus asked gail if he could cook because he was going to send gail to mexico he was doing uh he was is as he's doing now with jesse according to the theory gus had no intention of killing walt you guys seem to endorse the theory, at least validate it, because it was non-falsifiable. Did you not see episode 13 of season 3, the one where Walt is half a second away from being murdered by Mike on behalf of Gus? Falsified, dickweeds. Damn. Harsh. So I responded and said, uh, yeah, you got us. The only reason I read that is because I was thinking that Gus came to Gale midway through season 3. You know, just like, can you cook? And, you know, almost like before Gail got dismissed for the first time. Mm -hmm. And that was, that would be then plausible that they, Gus was just asking to kind of do this ploy. But the guy wrote back and said, actually, that was in the second half of season or episode 313. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, he's now like, you know, we pacified him because he felt like good just getting off his chest and us submitting. Uh, Well, he's calling out another listener. I think we need a cage fight. I think any of the listeners, yeah. We're gonna I don't know where Andrew L. Fight. is from. This other dude's from Kentucky, and I know <laughs> firsthand they fight dirty. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So uh, Chris Sims says, I haven't heard anyone mention this, but since Hank has cheered up and been getting out of the house, he says rocks now. And oh. everyone else, Walt and Marie, still say mineral, mineral show. Um, small detail, but kind of shows how Hank is over that now that he's got a real hobby. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if I said this on the last show or if I replied to the listener with this, but... Um, the, the rocks were very much Hank's housework. Um, it just like Walt had in season three where, um, he was doing housework to try and take his mind off of whatever is going on, you know, he's trying to take his, get out of the meth trade. Um, so he's doing housework and that didn't suffice. And he went and said, stay out of my territory. Uh, Hank's doing the same thing here. Now he didn't really care about the rocks. He just had other things on his mind, and he was trying to ignore those things. Yeah, and it could have been any hobby. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. the writers were clever having him chase, like, blue-tinted crystal and mineral and stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah I mean, I agree with that take. Uh, Ken M. from South uh, Car- California, Southern California. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he says, uh, this is really funny. 
Villigan acknowledges Skylar looks bad. In the car wash cashier scene, <laughs> Ted says to Skylar, you look great. And immediately a car wash buzzer goes off like a shot clock. <laughs> and Skylar says, no, no, I don't. It's not a coincidence. It's blatant and hilarious when you rewatch it. It is. True. I rewatched it. Yeah. True. It is extremely funny. Um, he also has got this connection to Hermanos uh, and the Bible. He said, right before the big fight breaks out, as Walt gives Jesse the timeline from last night, he says, two hours and 18 minutes, AK 218. He went back and watched the poolside death from Hermanos. After Max has killed Scarface's guys, Henchman holds down Gus. Um, I turned my head upside down to look at the watch on his left hand, which reads 218. The camera then huh. pans from the watch up to Scarfi- Scarface guy's chest, and you can see his necklace swinging like a pendulum. And there's even a clock sound synced to it. Anyway, he looked Whoa. online for a Bible verse connection, and he found Genesis 2.18. The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Could this be a reference to Jesse? Um, and he mm. then says he knows nothing about religion, even though he's quoting Bible verses to us. The sure, listeners sure. love doing that. Yeah, for, I know nothing for, about this, but here's this yeah, theory I have. Yeah, let me, let, let I me, do that let all me, the time, Let me too. preach to you, as yeah. I know nothing about religion. Um, he said, Thomas Dolby Ted connection. Um, in the car wash cashier scene with Skylar and Ted, the song playing in the background is Thomas Dolby's Hyperactive, okay. which he remembers from the 80s. I did some sample digging on Wikipedia on Thomas Dolby, and wouldn't you know it, since 2001, Dolby has acted as musical director for the TED Conference, an annual event <laughs> at Long Beach, California, that attracts some of the world's foremost thinkers, inventors, and speakers. Nice. I totally buy that they wrote this in as a, a slide nod slash coincidence. Yeah, yeah. I love the TED videos. They've got those all online. So that's kind of funny. Uh, man, this guy, he is our new research intern. Um, mm-hmm. He says, proof the cancer is back. In the cigarette scene with Walt and Jesse, as Jesse and Walt face each other, there is a graffiti eye on the wall behind and between them. As Jesse puts the lighter to Walt's cigarette, there is a sign behind Walt's eye uh, head that says signs. Mm-hmm. Later in the episode, as Walt is done for the day in the lab, Jesse says, hey, where are you headed? Out? Walt responds with a look and tone of dread, yeah. And Skylar says to Walt on the phone, maybe you can start thinking about an exit strategy. And Walt says, I'm working on it. He says this is all foreshadowing his death. So I, I watched that scene after reading this email. Um and it probably says signs, but it just says eins. Could be rains. It could be there are other things it could be, but yeah, signs is probably it. But I thought that was interesting. The graffiti, like the writing on the wall, you know, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Um, he's got another Jesse wearing the wire because we said what kind of low rent writing was it that Jesse's sitting there just expositoring. Yeah, uh, Mister. He's bad. He's playing Basil exposition in why he's cleaning in front of uh, Mike. His theory is that he's wearing a recording device. He's so blatantly reciting names and criminal facts, and if you watch Mike, you can see that he slowly realizes what Jesse's doing and starts playing coy. Mike says nothing incriminating. Jesse ends that scene by saying, "I guess there's a lot of angles to consider." Fast forward to Mike and Jesse exiting the freight elevator with the dead guy. Walt says, "Should I even ask?" And Mike says, "I wouldn't." And Mike soon berates Walt and tells him, I don't want you talking to me or Jesse. Later, Mike and Jesse walk outside. Jesse keeps asking questions, and Mike only mentions Gus's distribution network. And then he tells him, if he has any more questions, ask him yourself. Hmm. Do you think Jesse's wearing a wire in that scene? Who would he be wearing the wire for? Uh, just, Not Hank, obviously. I as, as a way to have leverage against Gus? Like trying to commit as Maybe. much stuff to... Because at this point, he still wants to kill him. 
I think there's no way we can know. I mean, there's nothing mm-hmm. like that. That's that is some interesting coincidence, but yeah. it could be a coincidence or it could be an important plot point. And if it does, I will give you the same shout out that we did to the listener and call you presentient or presentient. How do you say that word? Prescient. Prescient. I think Thank so. you. <laughs> uh, speaking of shout outs, I want, I promised a shout out to one of our listeners, Shep, who is getting I got, I caught got, up. I got to take care. I, I'm, I'm taking care of Shep. You got him? All yeah. right. Well, I promised specifically to him that I would shout him out and say. Stay out of my territory, <laughs> Twitter boy. <laughs> so uh, he also, like, I, we just we got to keep moving on. Yeah. Because uh, Ken's got, got all this stuff about the Christ imagery and cross-references and eye references and Jesse being in the light. I'm going to read that one, too. Uh at the dinner table, Gus, a shot from outside shows a split screen of Gus in the dark and Jesse in the light. At Jesse's house before and during the fight scenes, Jesse is specifically standing in and moving into the light spaces. Walt, on the other hand, seems like he's trying to avoid being in the light throughout the fight. Hmm. And he said the most intriguing thing is, even though it's night, when Walt opens Jesse's door to leave the fight, light pours into Jesse's house. Like he's stepping into doorway to heaven or something. Oh, interesting. So interesting. I thought that was pretty cool sim- symbology. Yeah, and they do that a lot with the colors as well. They'll split yeah. a room with uh, two different colors. Right. And Walt will be standing in one and Jesse in the other. Right. So I'm sure that was on purpose. Uh, so Shep um, said... Shout out to Shep. He wanted to know <laughs> that he loves the podcast and he's trying to catch up because he's back on, I think, 405. And he'll be psyched if he hears us reading this email or cast in another month or so. See, so. I responded to him and I told him, we don't read the praise email. Sorry. Oh, really? But that I'd shout him out specifically. Oh, yeah. well, wish granted, Shep. <laughs> there you, got you go. More. You got you like three shout-outs for the price of one. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Evan K. said, uh, what pill did you guys pick for the drinks? Um, well, yo, bitch, I think it's charcoal. <laughs> <laughs> Evan K. Is, the, is, is very Jesse in his emails. You gotta yeah, yeah. So that's why. I respect that. All right. Mike M. says he saw a parallel in Walt's recollection of his father bathed in the sin of chemicals, those chemicals hiding the real state of his being, the real Walt. Two is mm. hidden beyond chemicals. His old life gone uh, behind that curtain of chemical existence he has chosen in the past year of his life. Yeah, and I certainly picked up on the connection between his father's story and what Walt was doing there. Oh, yeah. But I did not pick up on the chemical meth connection there. Right. Which is a very cool aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, Walt's so immersed in chemicals, he has to wear a damn suit. Yeah. To keep yeah. from reeking of it and to keep from dying from it. And, to keep, and he's trying to keep it from leaking into his family and destroying it. It's crazy. Right. Uh, Michael H. from Calgary says the last scene in the second before Mike is shot, he looks directly at what Jesse walking away, raises his gun. Oh, we talked about this. Um, so Michael H., we are div- divided on who we think, if, whether he th- we think that he was trying to shoot Jesse in the head or not. So, mm-hmm. uh, Drex says, um, I can't believe with all these dipshit theories people have that no one noticed Walt Jr. stole Walt's pain pills. Ah, that's who said it. Yeah. Um, again, I don't buy it. I don't see the evidence. I'd like to hear other people mm-hmm. if, if I missed a scene because I did rewatch those sequences. Um, Christopher L says, is the cartel's chemist absent from the death scene at the pool when Gus returns from vomiting the bathroom? Uh, no, I actually went back and watched this. He's in the scene. He's in the scene and he does take a shot. We see like, okay, you can see his back and he's definitely making the the motions of taking a shot. Okay. Tipping his head back, his shoulder moves. All right. Cause I knew he was there. I didn't know that he was actually among the dead bodies. Oh, Uh, he's dead. He also wants you to know New Mexico. That's another Arizona listener and an update in the uh, New Mexican Arizona (laughs) death match. Uh, Arizona taking the lead 98 to 86 in the past. Oh, taste it. New Mexico. Yeah. Come on, Albuquerque. (laughs) Don't take that laying down. 
Yeah, we need some people. We need some listeners in the ABQ. Right. Uh, Isaac from Florida says, I enjoyed the scene with Walt and his son. Walt breaks down and says it his fault while J- Walt Jr. tries to tell him it's okay. Um, oh, this is the theory about Walt maybe hallucinating and saw Jesse. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about that too. Uh, Gary from La La Land uh, says, The Godfather had the baptism scene. Breaking Bad has the pool party scene. Both <laughs> felt the same with the parallel ending, the look, and the result. I'll co-sign that. All right. Uh, it's been predict- a long time since I've seen Godfather, but I do. Yeah. We were going to see it during Gangster Week. What happened? I don't know. And, and his girlfriend hasn't seen it. That's a crime. But we got busy recording podcasts. I guess. Yeah, like t- one and a half hour a week. That's all we do. Yeah, that takes a lot of <laughs> a lot of my effort. Gary's predictions are: Walt Junior is going to try to follow Walt to the lab. The Aztec follows the PT <laughs> Cruiser. <laughs> uh, Walt Junior is going to feel hurt and tells Hank about Walt saying Jesse. Uh, so there's the you, yeah. you actually stole Gary from LA's prediction. Uh, if by stole you mean independently add this observation, yes. Uh, yes. I don't believe that for a second <laughs> because this is the first I heard you talk about it. Uh-huh. Uh, Kevin F. I bet Gus will survive, but I know about Mike. I think Jesse will replace Mike. I guess he means I don't know about Mike. I think Jesse will replace Mike. Jesse's going to be the one to keep Gus from doing away with Walt. Um, he also predicts that Skyler's going to buy Benicky's company and fire Ted and use the business to launder money. That is a bold prediction. Um, how are they going to explain the game? Because I think they said that that was a one shot deal with the gambling wins. Yeah. And the the other reason I have a problem with this is because Ted really wants to spin this business back up. Yeah. I think Ted really likes running this business. Well, Even if he's terrible at it, maybe, I don't think he'd sell it. To maybe Skyler. she'll have an EPA agent come and condemn it. <laughs> Call up that guy because he's... These windows are not designed to stand a plantal assault. Yeah, a hurricane outside the window. <laughs> I was going with the Walt assaulting him with the Oh, yeah, yeah. You need to, like, uh, it won't withstand a rhododendron. You need to improve the safety codes. Um, he says there's much debate about Gus being heterosexual, bisexual, or homosexual, but there's a fourth possibility. He could be the often overlooked nomosexual nope. or someone who doesn't have any sex. I've known someone like Whoa. that. Someone who doesn't have any sex? That sounds like me four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, this, like, the laugh man. Oh, yeah, yeah, talk yeah. About yeah. Uh-huh. He, I, I don't think he has any discernible sex drive whatsoever. He seemed like he was <laughs> internally like a 12-year-old boy mm-hmm. into video games and all that kind of stuff, but had no... Like, like sometimes we would be talking about women, mm-hmm. and he would, like, try to Pretend keep up with the conversation. There. Or no, oh, like, he was actually trying oh. to, like, oh, yeah, I, her uh, uh, ankles are shapely. <laughs> like, he's like, didn't get it, man. But, but, okay, well, I mean, we see how reserved Gus is in every other way, right? Yeah, and, like, so he did not notice that true. ass walking past at all. Not at all. And, like, Archer says, no one's that gay. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Even gay men appreciate boobs. I know that. Oh, and, and nice yeah. ass, sure. Oh, yeah. He'd, he'd be like, girlfriend? <laughs> um, I'm insensitive? Are you kidding? <laughs> uh, you know, you're the one saying that a gay relationship is, doesn't mean as much as a No, a I said it means one. exactly the same. Uh, professional podcast critic Daniel B., Says, oh. it seems like a golden opportunity for Pinkman to take out Gus and Mike, thus seemingly solving all their problems. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, it's true. But on the other hand, how the heck would he, J- Jesse get back? He wouldn't. He has yeah. no idea where he's at. He's nah. in deepest, darkest Mexico. Mm. He's a gringo. Um, Plus, he's loyal to Mike at this point, right? Uh, yeah. I think he's quite loyal to Mike. Yeah. 
the choreography of the poisoning scene was a bit too perfect with the timing of Manny's death and the elongated garroting of the sniper boy with all the pistols available for the taking. Since speed seemed like a priority. Yeah, but Mike was sending a message. You think? Yeah, yeah, that was personal, like you said. Right. And he didn't have a gun on him, but he did add the piano wire. And like I said, I think it was a mm. little bit it's a little bit uh, personal. Yeah, actually, how would he get a gun in there? You think they just let him carry a gun? No. I'm actually surprised he got away with the, the wire. Well, he pulled it out of his sleeve, I saw. Oh. So maybe they didn't check. Like, maybe he's got something on his wrist. Yeah, they all have guns. How is a guy going to sneak up and strangle them all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they sure. weren't counting on that. Uh-huh. Um, Time for Saul to arrange for Mr. Benneke to have an accident. That would be oh, pretty I like sweet. It. Here, here's what needs to happen. They need to have him... Maybe they can have Walt do this. Maybe Walt can stick a lit piece of paper in his gas tank in his Mercedes, his brand new one, uh-huh. and he can burn in that. <laughs> Walt will call a cab while he does it. <laughs> uh, Rob says, What is the look that Don gave his Mike equivalent, uh, the cartel super agent? Uh, right before the poison takes hold. The guy was standing directly behind Jesse, who was still seated in a chair by the pool. The Don gave the guy a wink and a nod. Why? He's gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, was Don planning on ki- the Don planning on killing another one of Gus's cooks? I don't know. Uh, I, I, I didn't pick that up. Yeah, I went back and watched it. I don't know what he was doing. He just had a I facial think- tick? No, no, no. Um, he, he looks at him and he smiles real big and nods like he's really drunk, I think. Oh. Uh, I think the, the poison has started to take hold because mm. immediately after that, people, people start dropping. dropping drinks and falling over. Yeah. Uh, he also says, I can't wait to see the necklace showing up again, this time as a trophy to wave in front of Hector's face. Mm, yeah, that's, yeah, that's going to happen. That's, that's Guess definitely, who I got. Yeah, right? Yep. Um, and then he ponders the same question I had. Assuming the cartel provided all the transportation, how are the three amigos going to get back across the border? Yeah. I mean, exactly. they, didn't, they don't even know where the hell they are. Yeah. They're going to have to drive, find a radio shack, buy a GPS device, ask it for directions. Uh-huh. It's not going to have the North Ameri- the Central American map pack in mm, it. No, no. I don't know. So Anthony from Long Island says, anyway... Uh, that's because I butchered his email. So in last <laughs> night's episode, I noticed in the Skylar Ted scene, the trees outside were blowing like there was some sort of hurricane oh, or other yeah. sort of severe weather uh, approaching uh, some sort of weather turmoil. Mm-hmm. Um, the trees were definitely blowing, yeah. but it looked more like a stiff breeze to me, and there's other scenes where they were still. So uh, he's saying it shows meticulous that that probably blocked a shot de- de- deliberately mm-hmm. and saying there's a storm coming. Which is uh-huh. a perfectly valid take, but I, sure. didn't, I didn't see it myself. Um, Alex, not Dave from the Lone Star State. Uh, he, his his uh, email is entitled The Third Skyler Rant. Do we call him Dave? He's, yeah, we did in the first time. Uh, so now he's Alex, sorry. not Dave. A and D. Cool. Um, <laughs> he says that he doesn't actually have a Skyler rant, but he did mention this one sentence I thought was hysterical. He said she's a control freak who should never wear jeans. What? What does that even mean? Why shouldn't she wear jeans? Yeah. Should she wear a skirt all the time? What is he trying to say? I never wear jeans. She's a control freak who should never wear I just thought it was <laughs> – Write a, in and let us know because I'm puzzled. I think that's like some kind of Monty Python thing. May, oh, like maybe it's, it's just a like reference absurdist. To I don't know. Hmm. Um, he said, anyway, my suspension – this is, the, this is the, um, the Breaking Bad hater guy. He hates Breaking Bad. He doesn't hate it. And he's listening to a podcast about it. He doesn't hate it. It's it's straining his suspension of disbelief. Oh, okay. Well, it strains yours, too. Yeah. He said, 
the act of poisoning one of the top drug lords in a Latin world gets pulled off without a hitch. You guys mentioned on a couple of podcasts that the writers obviously write in some convenient plot twists along the way, and I wholeheartedly agree. Look, everyone, as 12 or so members of one of the most powerful crime organizations in the world fall dead within 12 to 15 seconds of each other, regardless of height or weight. Meanwhile, Gus throws up within seconds of severing the same fate. Um, so did that, was that a problem for you? No, that wasn't. Um, I think they properly explained that by Eladio having Gus try the drink first. It obviously didn't kill him immediately. Plus, I'm like significantly taller and heavier than you. We both take two Advils for a headache. <laughs> sure. So I think I, I cut I one in half. That. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All too much <laughs> stomach lining. Got to think about it. But yeah, and then he took the charcoal pills. I I bought it, uh, but but of course I bought the 747 crash. Right. So take that for what you will. Um. He said, there's a lot of people on the forums that think that there's more support. Is this our forums that we abandoned? No, surely, surely people not. aren't using them. Um, <laughs> there's even more support for Walt getting axed because of Jesse's performance in the Mexican lab. However, I believe as long as the number in the lab testing equipment hits that 96.2 purity ceiling, that Walt will be just fine. Um, someone on the show, he thinks Don Eladio said the demand for meth is directly related to its purity. I think Gus said that, trying to make the sales pitch to Don Eladio. And Gus has already shown that 99% is worth foregoing Gale's services and tolerating Walt's bullshit over. Um, hmm. I don't know. Uh, it's a moot point now because everyone in the cartel's dead. So, well, I mean, what happens when they come back with Jesse? Are they? Well, I want to know. Is, are they? Cl- well, that's. I, I think, think that's what he's saying. Th- there. That's yeah. there's going to answer that question's going to be answered in the next episode, one way or another. Yeah. Um, do you think that Walt, that Gus is just off scot free now? Well, he still has Hank to deal with. Well, but not only that, but is the cartel done as an antagonist? Has the show wrote them off? Is there going to be another cartel? It's hard for me to see how the cartel could hurt him at this point. Really? It has no he broke leaders. Their spine. Right? Yeah. He's already killed two of their guys. Right. Uh, two of the head guys, and he killed 15 of Donald Audio's closest associates. I don't think there's any way they can hurt him. But did they have, like, in, in like, the Italian mafia, you've mm-hmm. always got people in the old country you got to watch out for. Like, if you That's whacked yeah. all the families in New York, mm-hmm. you would probably get an assassin from Sicily coming for you. Yeah. Do you yeah. think he's got something like that where... That's possible. Like a, a Maybe lot someone of like, from Chile is going to come Well, kind of like in Tio. They're the older guys, the retired gangsters. Uh-huh. Um, but these are their nephews and sons and all that that they're going to swear vengeance for. I don't know. I don't Possibly. think there's any way to tell. It's unfalsifiable. <laughs> um... The ever-bold John P. says he loved how involved R.J. Mitt was in episode, especially because it didn't seem forced. Mm-hmm. I did, too. It wasn't like they shoehorned this emotional scene over breakfast. That felt like <laughs> a natural thing for his son to be worried that you missed my birthday party. Yeah, and definitely. You're not answering the phone, and if you don't answer, I'm going to have to call 911. That felt real. Yeah. Um, he said, I was almost applauding when Junior called Walt out on his shittiness over the past year, but mm-hmm. dumbfounded when the scene ended at that moment. Really? No follow-up <laughs> for Walt? Not that I wanted Walt to reveal himself to Junior, but the lack of any follow-up is fucking weak. I kind of did. Like, why wouldn't... I mean, Junior is 16 years old. As the Game of Thrones people would say, he's almost a man full-grown. His mom knows about it. Mm-hmm. Why? This was a perfect opportunity to take him into the family secret. Yeah. I think that um, him asking him if they can keep it between them was kind of a test 
for Walt Jr. Oh. Uh, when Walt asks him, "Let's can we just keep this between us? Don't let anybody know." I think he might be testing him to see how how good of a secret he can keep. You know. Hmm. So maybe they're maybe they're setting up the stage for him to come into the fold. You also mystify or miss Junior's shit talking. You know, talking about the band aid bacon and making fun of Walt for getting old and that kind of stuff. <laughs> that's kind of gone uh-huh. away. But that's what happens when your dad gets cancer. You start pulling your yeah. punches on the old man. Yeah. Hank doesn't, man. <laughs> no, Hank will still rip into a guy. Um. So he also mentioned that the scene with the cartel dying. It seriously seemed like if Walt were to live a full life, this could have been him in five years from now. Hmm. I'm kind of with him, and I don't think there's enough time left in the series for Walt to become a Gus level badass. I don't know because sometimes the pace of the show really picks up, yeah, and it does fool you. They get you yeah. lulled in, and then something will change in a single episode. And we've got a, a double season. I mean, not a double season, yeah. but a, a longer season coming up. So right. they still have time, but they need to get that happening fast. Right. Well, we'll see. Um. Let's see if this, I'm trying to look through anything for Facebook. I Patrice H says she's wondering why Hank hasn't been able to trace the laundry to Gus. That's a good question. Hmm. I mean, that's where the high value target is, and yeah. that's nowhere on Hank's radar. Is that not owned by? Maybe it's under an assumed name. Magical or Electromotive. Well, he knows about that, doesn't he? Right. Yeah. But does he so know it all can't this be under that. Yeah. He's just doing this on his free time, so maybe he doesn't have the resources to run down every single lead. I don't know. Maybe. Um, so Karen B. offers some random theories. She said that Walt's cancer is indeed back and has metastasized to his brain. As his drug empire grows, his paranoia will similarly grow, but not due to drug use, a la Tony from Scarface, but due to his scabbers-like hallucinations from the brain tumor. Maybe he thinks Gus and Mike are still alive and after him, etc. Jesse will have to do lots of caretaking like he did with his aunt. That's interesting. Hmm. That his paranoia, unlike the Scarface uh, Tony and like uh, the Goodfellas guy, uh, it's going to be due to his brain tumor. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I, what is there? Uh, she states pretty affirmatively that his cancer is back and it's in his brain. I don't know that I see evidence of that yet, but no, it's a good it could theory. Be cool. Though. Yeah. And if also, it happens, it could be cool. I also like that Jesse would have to resume that caretaking role he did mm-hmm. with his aunt. Again, the show really likes have cycles and roles repeat. Oh, yeah. So that's all I got for feedback on Facebook and email. Okay. Uh, then I think that's it for the show. You want to do uh, let them know where they can find us? Uh, you can reach us at breakinggood at baldmove.com. Send us an email there with your thoughts. Uh, you can shout out Jim uh, on Twitter at breakgood. Uh, you can see us on facebook.com slash breakinggood. And... Um, We'd appreciate some five-star iTunes reviews still and yeah, subscriptions definitely. to iTunes. Also, I created a custom link to get to our Amazon affiliate link. You no longer have to go to our site and click. If you just type in amazon.baldmove.com, huh. anything you buy in that session will give us a few coppers. Yeah, give us some pesos. And again, it costs nothing for you guys to do that. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying go and buy just some stupid shit on Amazon. Yeah. but If when you, you are buying mm-hmm. a book or something for your Kindle or – your birthday shopping, and you're going to do this anyway, uh, use our link. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm starting to revamp the Halloween article. So if you haven't checked that out in a while, check that out. It's got some new images. You and, and I are going like as that. Walt and Jesse this year, right? We are. We definitely are. We're doing are. the white jeans and uh-huh. T-shirt. Yep. So. I'm growing my hair out a little bit for it. I might, I might even dye it blonde. Oh. I might even do that. I don't know. We'll see. 
and then shave your head, go for the second Jesse <laughs> go look. For full, yeah. With the, Je- the next day, he goes to Jesus shirt. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Um, all right. So the next episode is going to be titled Crawl Space. Mm-hmm. Join us for that episode. Until next time, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. See you in the spoiler section. Okay, we're back. Go ahead and roll the promo for next week. There are only three episodes left of AMC's Breaking Bad. Aaron about some big play down south. Lots of bodies, apparently. I can't take your money. Feels wrong. When did wrong suddenly become a problem for you? Who was here? Who cooked? You understand there's no coming back from this. I have got no choice. It's happening again. episode of Breaking Bad. Alright, first things Whoa. first. Who is that um, it's all happening again woman? Is that Marie? Uh, it looked like Marie's silhouette. I couldn't really tell though. Uh, they're, man, this is packed full That's of Marie. Stuff. That's yeah. absolutely Marie. Sure. And we got Saul is scrambling. Okay, that was Walt jumping into the crawl space. Yep, yep. That's so not... he's about to discover, uh-oh, my money's gone. Uh-huh. Where to go, bitch? That's too big a prick. This um, and uh, Saul's getting on his hands and knees and scrabbling for something mm-hmm. in a, a baseboard or something. Saying there's no coming back from this. Again, these guys lie with the trailers so bad. It, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we see that Hank is on to the cartel uh, scene mm-hmm. down in Mexico. Lots of bodies, he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's got wind of that, and that means Je- Walt also got wind of that. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what kind of acting job Walt does when he's conveyed <laughs> that information. Uh, it looks like that uh, Gus makes it to a hospital. Yeah, and we've talked about this. This was in um, one of the synopsis that that really advanced synopsis, right? Where uh, Walt, or I'm sorry, um, Gus is going going to be treated for the poison, and Mike is going to be struggling with the gunshot wound. Uh, we don't know if either of them are going to die. Uh, actually, we know that Gus isn't because later on we said. Uh, Walt and Jesse team up with an unlikely ally to kill Gus. Right. Or or against Gus. They don't actually say he's going to kill him. Right. But uh, we know we know Gus doesn't die of poison. Um, I remembered to comment about Walt Jr. leaking Jesse's name and whether that's going to endanger Hank. Mm-hmm. We know from the spoilers that we leaked, and if you haven't seen the spoilers on our site that we posted in the news section and, and you're afraid of real spoilers, flip off now because we're about to dish some. But... Hank gets put into the witness protection program or some mm-hmm. sort of DEA custody in episode 12. Yeah. I don't think that well, that I'm to me, I don't think Hank that means Hank's going to survive this season at least. But we Unless don't know what's taken out in episode 13. We don't know what's going to happen in episode 13. Yeah. Although um listener James H wrote in, he said that the title of that episode is going to be Face Off. Right. So, got to be a showdown between Gus and Walt and Jesse and Mike. Well, he said these. He found an episode synopsis for four thirteen. Really? Uh, Hit us with it. Uh, shoot. Keep talking about something <laughs> else because I need to find it. Okay. Uh, I think he made it like a spoiler text. I don't really have anything else to talk about. I mean, oh, it says Walt and Jesse team up on Gus. Walt finds an unexpected ally with Saul's help. Oh yeah, that's I thought the that was for twelve minor uh, synopsis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which okay. We've already read. Yeah, we already talked yeah. about that. So. 
I don't. So that's it's definitely face-off material, you know. Right. Jesse teaming up against Gus. An unexpected ally. Do you think that might be the inside guy on the DEA? No, because it can't I'm, be. Mike. I'm really thinking it's Mike. What with Saul's help? Yeah. What was, Saul has a relationship could, with Mike. Yeah, but how could he? How could more than Mike does at this point? Where or could Walt this go does? in three episodes? It could go anywhere. I mean. He could have leverage over Mike. He could, yeah, uh, something could happen but to where he unexpected positions Mike. Expected ally. He would. It would be very unexpected right now, wouldn't nah. it? Against Gus, I think it's got to be someone new for it to be unexpected. I think it would be extremely unexpected for Mike. Although, to team how up would Saul? Gus. How would Saul have a contact with a dirty DEA agent? What am I talking about? I of course, know. he would. Plus, plus, I I have to say that does support my theory if it were to be Mike, because mm. I think Mike and Walt are going to team up against Gus. So, okay, I, I've got to say that right. I don't know. I think Mike really is on. Maybe I think he's really on. Mike's on Gus's side. You're right. I I don't see how he's going to switch over at this point. But I'm really hoping he does for the sake of my points. I mean, he Mike was troubled about how Gus treated the whole, um, you know, Victor thing. But on the other hand, Gus, Walt, Mike's got to be impressed as hell about how he handled the cartel down there. I mean, you know, screw your 14 operatives. I'm going to just do it with a bottle of tequila. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how things unravel. So it's just a good thing he's been spending all those years working up an immunity to Iocane powder. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what it was. Uh, did I have another thing to read for the spo- I think that's all I had to read for spoilers. Okay. Well, then we're not going to have a whole lot of spoilers tonight. No. All right. Do we? Let me ask you this. Do okay. you want to know what happens in episode four, 13? God, I don't want to know anything about anything that's going to happen. I want to be totally you, surprised, but I have to read. Do you? I'm going to read every spoiler. And if you want to tune out, if you want to leave the room I'm talking about for the me. spoiler section. I like. I kind of want to keep episode 13 pristine. That's what I'm saying. If you, yourself, want to leave no, the podcasting I'm not booth. Out. I'm just saying I'm just hoping to get like a collaborative answer on this. Like, we're going to stand firm. I think we owe it to the listeners to ruin our season. <laughs> and theirs. <laughs> and theirs. I and mean, we've had a lot of people, like, you know, they emailed us, like, saw your spoiler link. Regret. I yeah, mean, but we also have people who write in and say, comment on our spoiler section. So we know there are listeners. Right. I just think that some people can't help themselves. Like, they don't want to be spoiled. But yeah. when they've got, you know, it's like... It, you know you don't want, you know you don't want to eat the cookie because it's going to make you fat, but the cookie is going to taste so good. Okay, for the people who do listen to the spoiler section, do you want us to cover the finale? Spoilers. Like if we find out next week what's happening in yeah. episode thirteen, do you want us to breathlessly describe it? The other thing and is, please let us know before we find out. <laughs> I thought the mega spoilers we dished up last week did not at all affect my enjoyment of this episode. That's true. Because yeah. they didn't say anything about the Walt Jr. Mm-hmm. portrayal. Mm-hmm. They didn't really talk anything about the Ted and Skylar and how that went even more horribly wrong than we want. And it also did not – I mean, we thought this was going to be Jesse with the cigarette. This was a whole lot more badass than that. Oh, yeah. But but it did give huge spoilers. Yeah. We kind of yeah. knew it was coming. But I, I got to say that the way they spoiled it – now, mm-hmm. if I read the full script, yeah. but does the way they do it with just like, you know, two paragraphs of very – nondescript, uh, generic prose, I thought didn't really diminish my enjoyment of it. Well, that's good. So it, I would read... It didn't read, diminish mine either. Yeah. But, man, episode 13 is always... The last season, yeah. the last show is always the ball kicker. All right. So let us know. Let us know what you think. All right. That's it. Thanks for listening. See ya.